Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at OnboardNWA.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and as always, I'm excited to be with you here today. I'm excited about this guest today. I've got Phil Shellhammer with me. He is the director of the Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program. The acronym is GORP, and we'll talk more about that later, but Phil was kind enough to connect with me. I They, they made the announcement not, not too long ago that he was going to become the director of this program, and I said, man, I got to learn a little bit more about this guy. I know that we have some mutual friends and, and mutual connections with people that are in the outdoor uh, entrepreneurship space here in Northwest Arkansas to, that are doing some amazing things, but I'd love to learn more about this program, and I, I know there's some people listening to this 
uh, podcasts that have have real ties to strong ties to the outdoors, whether it's just because you're a weekend warrior or it's because you you know you you genuinely have an idea or something that you're trying to get across to the general public. And well, this is the episode for you. So without further ado, Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Randy. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for joining me, um, Phil. Why don't you? And we always start this way: is just to share your superhero origin story with our audience. You can go as far back as you want. I've had some people go back to kindergarten, but I mean, real, really, just give us the cliff note version of who you are and and how you got to this position. As director of, of Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program. Sure. We're going to call it GORP from we'll now We'll call on. it GORP. Yeah, it's yes. much easier to say. Absolutely. Um, oh, boy. Origin story. The quick story of Phil is kind of where I grew up and came from, I guess. So um, although I was born up in Maine, in New England area, okay, um, it was because my dad was in the Navy. And so I grew up most of my life in Ohio because that's where my family was from. And so we moved back there when I was relatively young and, uh, and grew up in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Um, going through... Um, undergrad at the University of Cincinnati was my first time really living in a big city. Um, I got an engineering degree from there um, because I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. I wanted to solve problems. I wanted to go fix things and, and, and create and design. So that made sense because I was good at math and science. Yeah, I go into different co-op jobs. UC has this great co-op program and learned quickly there's some jobs I wanted to do and some I did not want to do at all. <laughs> and most of the co-op jobs I had, I didn't want to do. Right. But right. what I found in my niche became was I really enjoyed meeting people. I really enjoyed leading teams of people and creating and creating something new and different. And so Procter & Gamble hired me out of undergrad to come and basically do that um, within, a, within a portion of their, their business. Okay. Um, loved doing that for a few years as kind of a project manager, project engineer, um, but knew I wanted to go get the MBA, went and got the MBA up in Boston, um, and then spent the next 15 years in big retail. Um, I went to Minneapolis for five years uh, working at Best Buy and 10 years down here at Sam's Club. Um, all of those roles in merchandising, all of those, like my you know, superhero origin, like the, 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 the part that I love the most about the roles that I look back on are the ones where I got to create something new. Sure. Right. Even in the, in the large corporate environment that I've always been, had always been a part of, I loved the idea of creating something new versus the maintaining of something that was already existing. Um, and so those intrapreneurial roles, for lack of a better term, became the stuff that I gravitated to. And so when I left Sam's Club in 2019, I wanted to go create something new on my own. Um, and I, I, I did just that. I turned to my wife first and made sure she was good with it. I said, hey, this is what I want to do. She's like, great, go build something, have fun. And, and I walked into Startup Junkie right here in Fayetteville and Jeff Amrine said, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. How do I do that? Um, and just started my journey from there. I built a couple of businesses here in town, went through a, a, a business that's built around uh, travel and a business that's built around uh, on-site education during COVID. Um, which made them uh, very challenging, um, but great experiences and great learning experiences through. Um, uh, but all of that, I think, set me up for this position pops up, uh, you know, six months ago, whatever it was. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing the job posting about it. And so. I looked at that and I said, boy, there's a whole lot of things there that fit me really well. And the part, part of the story I didn't tell is my entire family never once, one time in my entire life, I remember staying at a hotel. The rest of the time we camped everywhere we went. Okay. Right. So my whole life we, we camped everywhere we went and, and that became our outdoor activity. We camped to go fishing. We camped to go fly fishing. We'd get out to the West or wherever we go. We were always intense. Um, and that was, that's what we did as a family. And so I love that outdoor activity. I do that with my kids today. I have three kids. We take them out in the same kind of experiences. We take them floating on the Buffalo. We take them out fishing. Um, my boys are both in Boy Scouts, right? They, they enjoy that same activity. So I have this passion point for the outdoors. I have this skill set, I think, of creating something new. And I really enjoyed helping others. 
and all those pieces together or it became the right role to do all that. Absolutely. No, you, you know, you said, a, you said a mouthful there <laughs> in terms of what you, how you got started with this particular role. I, I just want to back up a bit because I do want people to hear this. Uh, you, you used a word that you don't hear that often and that's intrapreneur. Mm. And for a lot of people, for the uninitiated, an entrepreneur is somebody that is given the ability to to dream within the context or confines of a larger organization. They're given the freedom and the flexibility to create something new within within a greater context. Mm-hmm. Is that was that would that be accurate? Uh, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the roles that I had that allowed me to do that are still the ones I look back on the fondest. Those are the ones I loved the most. Um, now. I wasn't always successful. That's fine. Right? But you learn a ton from even those failures. And, and the ones that you're able to get past, the ones you're able to build from scratch and see something go, you know that, that you're, you put your mark on that and that's always going to be there and that's going to make a difference. Yeah. That, that well, fun. I love that. And, and you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. You're not going to always be successful, but there's never a safer place to try some things than under the umbrella of a larger organization. I mean, Sam's is a big company. No doubt. They're all, these are, these are large organizations where you're able to do that. And I encourage a lot of people now that have been given license to, to be an entrepreneur, to try some new things within the context of a larger company to do it. I know we all want to go out and hang our shingle and, you know, be able to say that's mine. You can still have ownership over something within the the guise of a larger company. No question, no question. I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't say though, it is a totally different world. It is <laughs> doing Absolutely. it under the coverage Absolutely. of a big you know sixty billion dollar retailer than it is under um, on your own. It right? is and figure out yourself. It, it's just two very different. Worlds. It is absolutely, but 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 nonetheless, you, here you are, mm-hmm. and you guys you guys are really doing some really interesting things, and I'd love for you just to kind of you know. Help the audience understand why is this role even necessary? Why is this this program? Why is it so important right now at this point in time at this inflection point here in Northwest Arkansas? Um, well, there's a couple reasons probably, right? So um, the first thing I would say is it's the right time because entrepreneurship is getting its um, it's really starting to get its momentum in this area, right? This is an ecosystem we have to build in order for the for the area to continue to develop economically, to continue to be a, a bigger, um, more productive, um, less, you know, three trick pony area and much more of multiple businesses, multiple industries, multiple um, growth opportunities for people in the future, right? If yeah. we're going to keep doing that, you need entrepreneurs because you need to build up a structure of new businesses that start just like Sam Walton did 50 years ago, right? Absolutely. Um, and continue to build up in this area. Um, and so, so it's important for that reason. Now there's tons of entrepreneurship support or support organizations already here. In fact, this role is under the office of entrepreneurship and innovation at the university, which is already established and has done phenomenal work over the years of helping students and alumni and staff create innovation, create new businesses from scratch and help them work through those. So a lot of those tools have been in place and are in place from other areas. The unique thing about my role is it's a vertical of one industry in outdoor recreation. And that gets to the second reason why this is so important, because outdoor recreation is obviously super important to our area from a tourist standpoint, right? What we have built around mountain biking is probably unprecedented around cycling as a whole has not been seen. And, and so, you know, we were talking about this earlier, there are people moving here just because of what we have. There are experts moving here just because of what we have. Right, these are the ones that want to ride twelve months out of the year on the greatest trails or some of the best trails in the world, and practice and hone their skills. And then when they need to go do the big downhills, wherever they might fly back to Colorado or whatever, but they can live here and do that. 
Yeah. When you have the experts, when you have all the tourism coming, you have all the experience coming into this area, and the experts now coming and moving here, they're the ones that know the biggest problems that need to be solved. So they now say, I know a challenge of, I'll make it up, right? Mountain biking night, right? And mountain biking night's a pain because I can't see the next turn because exactly. my, my light's going forward, right? So they know that's the problem and they want to solve that problem, but they don't oftentimes come with the skill set of how do I build a business around that? And so the goal is then if we can create entrepreneurship support specifically within outdoor recreation, the experts that are now here in our area, in our state, that love these particular categories and want to solve problems in these categories, get that support, then they can build their businesses here. And then we go from a, a tourism destination to a manufacturing and services hub, right. a cluster of activity no different than a Silicon Valley in, in San Francisco, uh, Hollywood, or wherever you want to talk about. This is going to be, it looks like it's going to be a cluster of cycling and maybe outdoor rec activity as a whole. And in order to get there, you need the support group to help those entrepreneurs when they're right. first coming up with the ideas to solve. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, and I, I heard you mention this on another program that you were on, is um, that that because of our physical geographical location, mm -hmm. it's almost perfect because we're like smack dab in the center of the country, just due south of the direct center of this country. Perfect weather. We've got, um, you know, you, you can get to the West Coast pretty quickly. You can get to the East Coast pretty quickly. You can get due north to the to the Canadian border fairly quickly and you can get you can get south to Mexico. So when you're here, you can go out. But right. it's also perfectly located because uh, the whole middle of the country needs a place to go and enjoy their outdoor recreation. And to be honest with you, the natural state's a natural state for that reason, right? right? There's right. so much activity that happens here that we all love and enjoy, and so many other people come here um, to experience. I mean, it's why we just, the state just hired a, a director of the Office of Outdoor Recreation for the state, right? They have a new director role specifically because they know the importance of how it drives our state's GDP, how important it is for us to continue to drive that economically forward um, because it's such an important piece of the dollars that come into the state and stay in the state. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was, I was telling you off, off, off line that, um, I, I have a friend that's bringing about 50, um, mountain bikers from, or maybe 60 from all over the country, African American mountain bikers that are descending upon Northwest Arkansas to ride the mountain bike trails because according to him, and I'm using air quotes now, you guys have some of the best trails in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is this is this is somebody that's been riding for a while, and he's like, man, and everybody is chomping at the bit. They a couple, a group of them came last year, and they're bringing an even bigger group this year, and they're chomping at the bit to get on the trails. And all that says to me is that wow, we've really got something. You yeah. know, it's almost like lightning in a bottle. Absolutely. How do you steward it, right? And so that's part of what you're tasked with doing. How do you shepherd and steward this lightning in a bottle of an ecosystem that's perfectly suited for outdoor? activity and entrepreneurial and entrepreneurship growth. No question. Um, it is not easy by any means, yeah, right? No, but there's a whole is. lot, but there's a whole lot of pieces that are in place for us that make it simpler. Right. right? Um, you know, the, the investment that's made in aid over say the last 10 years in cycling, right. Has made that particular activity um, a tremendous success, mm -hmm. right? You're giving the example of people coming here to ride for, you know, a group of 60 from all over the country. I'll tell you, there was a couple that drove around for the last two years in an RV, enjoying life and going to all the different spots as they were working remotely from wherever they want to during the COVID times. Yeah. They show up here in June. They love this place so much. They love the outdoor riding activity. They love the weather. They love all those different pieces. By, by September, they bought a house. And now they're in one of my co-op companies. They're building a business here because they're here to stay because they've gone and visited all those other places. 
But when people get here, mm-hmm. they stay. Yeah. And it's shocking how many people come here and they don't just have conversations about this is a great place to come visit. This is a great place to start and be in their main activity. And then they go out from there when they want to go visit other places. But this can be, this can be everyday life. Yeah. But you don't find this kind of activity everywhere. You really don't. It's funny because I, I we, we actually had a guest on previously on the podcast. His name is Brian Squire. And Brian, um, he and his wife basically almost moved here sight unseen. They had just ridden their bike through Arkansas and they were blown away by how great it was. Now, mind you, they had ridden their bikes all across the country. So they had perspective of other places, other trails. They did all of that. But and he 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 is a guy that has been riding his bike for he rode his bike to work every day even in the wintertime in Cleveland for thirty years. Oh my goodness! So he's 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 real deal, yeah. and he is totally bike dependent living here in Fayetteville. And he he said we we couldn't have made a better decision. It's and and so we're talking so much about cycling, right? But right. The truth of the matter is, we've got assets around us for all kinds of outdoor activity. Yeah. Um, you know, I, this is Phil's bet. My bet is climbing in the state of Arkansas will be the next cycle. Like the amount of effort and the amount of work that's being done right now to provide more access to change kind of policy from the state level and to figure out how to get more opportunities for people to climb in the state in a sport that's growing tremendously, but allows Arkansas to be a destination for climbing. Um, like it is right now for cycling very quickly. Yeah. And we're the best routes, the best crags between the Appalachians and the Rockies. There's nowhere else to go to really do any serious climbing except here in the state of Arkansas. And as we continue to open that up, the, the opportunities will go great. That's just climbing. Then you've got you know, hunting and, and, and fishing, which have been core activities for all. And we have world-class opportunities for both. The camping and hiking, right? The Ozarks are amazing. You keep going. The list goes on and on. It does. One of the things I think is most interesting, though, is unlike every activity, you know, Bentonville, they said, we are the mountain biking capital of the world. And you know Moab and... And, you know, Durango, Colorado, whatever, they probably just kind of scoffed a little bit. And it was probably a little tongue-in-cheek anyway. Yeah. Right? But um, we at least have enough that we can say we're one up. Right. Right? Um, but the one thing we can claim probably more than any other place is the multi-sport here is amazing. Yeah. There's hardly anywhere you can go where you can jump in on Thaden Field on a plane in the morning, fly out to a grass field strip next to the White River, right? Fly fish in the morning. Ride bikes in the afternoon on trails in the same basic area. Camp under your wing at night. Maybe even climb the next morning and fly back. That's a weekend in Arkansas. Absolutely. Right? And that's easy. And that's all accessible. And it's all easy to do. You, you can't do that in other parts of the world. So we can definitely say we would be the multi-sport capital. And the opportunity there would be tremendous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mention that because I have a lot of anglers that are friends that love trout fishing. And, man, they go out to Cotter and just, you know, less than less than an hour drive from here, some of the greatest trout fishing that you're going to find. No doubt. No doubt. Easily. Mm-hmm. So now it's exciting. I, I I get excited just listening to the listening to you talk about it because, uh, you know, the, the idea is like, wow, you, 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 there's so much to be done. Right. And there, there's so many different ideas. How do you work with the people that come through your door and say, hey, you know, Phil, we've got an idea for this business like that couple or mm-hmm. somebody has an existing business and you want to try to help them think about it differently as they continue to fine tune and tweak things. How, how do you guys go about doing your job on a regular basis? Sure. Um, well, so Gorp, just to be clear, Gorp sped up as an incubator, right? Our design is to be a business incubator, which means we're going to help you at the early stage of what it says in my proposal that was given, it was idea to launch. Yeah. I like to back it up to problem. 
Because I think the most important thing that most people don't realize is when you're starting a new business, you do not start with the pro- with the idea you want to build. You start with the problem you want to solve. Sure. And so we take almost everybody that comes through our door and we say, let's, let's go back a step, right? What is the real problem we're trying to solve? And do we know for sure that's the biggest one, right? But after we get to that, we know for sure the biggest problem is that we're trying to solve and that the solution we have looks like it'll work. We focus very heavily on stuff like customer discovery, on how do you build a business plan that doesn't you know, it isn't 40 page PowerPoint presentation, but is a truly a unique and usable and flexible tool that allows you to then go and improve some of your assumptions as quickly and as efficiently as possible so that you have the best chance of building exactly what people want. You yeah. make raving fans out of the solution you're trying to create and you have the best chance of success because you've thought through all the problems that might come up. Now, it's still super hard, but those, 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 times between that problem to the launch of that business are, are that planning that happens in there is so critical um, to the success after they launch after they start bringing the money um, and so we focus heavily in that area that's what an incubator is supposed to do right right um, now that being said some people come at that super early stage right and they just need help from the beginning is this a good idea <laughs> right which i don't get the answer but like right. is this a good idea or will this work or what do you think about right and we start with those conversations we call that kind of a la carte We'll help you as you need it, right? And so people will come into Gorp with that problem or they'll come to us because we have a speaker coming they want to hear about um, and they'll learn, right? And so we can help them at that stage. But then the second version of Gorp is more on the later side, which basically says, okay, you've got the idea, the solution, the problem, you've got that kind of thought through and you've got the workings of a business model, right? But you need a prototype. You need to figure out what the right customer base is or have you thought through the different steps you're going to make or corporate structure or the legal implications, whatever those pieces are. Right. And so we take companies that have then said, I'm interested. I'd like to learn more. I want to get better. When they get to that stage, then we give them an application process. If you want to get involved more, then we've got this 12 week intensive incubator. Now this is like any traditional incubator or accelerator program, right? You apply to it. We accept a certain number based on a bunch of criteria. And then we put you through the ringer of a 12 week intensive you know, workshops and training. We add to you a team of mentors, which is phenomenal. It's by far the best part of our program. Um, we give you a free intern from the, inter- from the university. It gives you free labor support, right? We add all these pieces, including financial support, and say, we can help you build, hopefully accelerate your build, um, and give you a best chance possible for success once you launch. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do for everybody coming through our door. Man, and so anybody that that has a really good idea that that wants to pursue that has the opportunity to come through Absolutely. your program. Absolutely, so and it's completely free. Yeah, right. Just they come and we start them from scratch and figure out where they're at, and then we we have we have because the university is involved here, right? I'm not building this stuff from scratch. I didn't actually want to build this thing from scratch. Right. right? We can take the tools that have already been built around here and reappropriate them where it makes sense to help the entrepreneurs already here. We know the tools that work because the university has been doing this with the Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation for years. Yeah. We know how we can help. We know what tools work. We know all the players in this area that can help in different areas. And now we're building up a massive network of outdoor recreation professionals that want to help too. Well, all those become the success factors for the next 50 people that walk in my door that say, I've got an idea. I need help. How do I get from here to here? Because we use all those tools to be able to handle them. So I'm, I'm aggregating all those tools together and basically handing over to this is how we're going to help you. Yeah. Wow. So, so tell us about now you currently in this, in the cohort you have right now, as I, as I'm recording this, you have four organizations Mm -hmm. in the cohort. Um, What's it been like for them with their experience? 
Yeah. So, I mean, you, the experience would just start in December, right? December, we put the application out, we put no marketing behind it, and we get a bunch of companies to apply. We pick the four based on a variety of criteria um, and and at some point accepted them into the program call late, late, late January. Mm-hmm. From that time frame on, um, these are all, I said, right? yeah, all of them have day jobs. Yeah. They all, they're all, they're, none of these companies are making any money yet, right? So it's like side so, hustles almost. That's right. These are yeah. side hustles. These are side gigs. These are, these are, can this work? Not, you know, not I'm making, you know, X amount of dollars month over month. So, so they've all got side, they've all got, you know, main job that they're doing. So we're asking them to give up an entire evening a week, right? To come and spend with us at the greenhouse. And we go through programming and training. We bring in guest speakers. We bring in experts in certain functional capabilities so that they can understand the pieces that we think are the most important for them to know up front, right? What are the legal implications of what you're about to do? You probably need to talk to somebody about that, yeah. right? How do you think about marketing or branding from the beginning, right? We had a great conversation last week about pricing, right? Which happens to be a little bit of expertise of mine from my old days. We brought somebody else in from Sam's Club to come and talk to them about, here's how you think about pricing, right? As we bring in experts, they can get all that in their head. And what we're hoping for is these 12 weeks, and this is what we heard from them so far, is we are accelerating their time to launch, right? They never thought they'd get nearly as far as they have been able to because there's weekly training, there's weekly tasks to do. We have this weekly mentor meeting with them afterwards where their mentors get together with them and, and the mentors are holding them accountable too. They're just moving faster. And not only they're moving faster, they're getting answers done quicker and they can get more confident because they know they're getting some of the answers they need so that when they do hit launch, when they do start sales, start moving out, they know that their chances of success are greater. That's that's the goal, and I think that's what we've heard of them so far. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that anybody that's tinkering or tinkering around in their garage with an idea and working on something and maybe have even brought it to market in very limited capacity, mm-hmm. this might be the perfect program for them. That's right. That's right. And we're, honestly, you know, on the a la carte side, we're saying no to anybody. I mean, anybody's coming in right now and saying, I've got an idea. If, as long as it stays somewhere in the outdoor rec space, yeah. you know, if you bring me a snowboard, I'll help. Right. Yeah. It's not a sport that makes a lot of sense for Arkansas, but we want to help in the outdoor rec space. And so you come with an idea, we'll sit down, we'll talk through how, to, how we can help. And there's a ton of tools we can provide free and to help out. Right. Or connections we can make if we're not the right person, but we can get over people in the area that can help. Right. But at some point, those companies need more structured support. Right. Right. And that's where the cohort piece can come in because then, then we know you're in. We know if you're applying to this piece, we know if you're dedicating this much time and this much effort to it, you're at a certain stage where you're ready to go, uh, whatever go looks like for you. Um, and then we can give that much more dedicated, much more intensive uh, program, okay. programming for you. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I, I would love for you just to kind of, have you had a hard time bringing on the experts, the mentors to help out? Because it seems like there's just a lot of really successful companies that have launched, not, not maybe not too long previously that are that are really doing some great things and yeah. we talked about a few but i'd love for you just to kind of share what that's been like and also the simple fact that your door is open if anybody else wants to step up to the plate and help you guys out because it's important to hear from people that are actually in the trenches no doing this on a daily basis no question um so your answer your first question was you know how difficult it has been to bring in mentors yeah i, I will tell you without you know knock on wood the first version was actually not that hard because we've had so many people interested in what's going on here and wanting to give back. What's amazing about the entrepreneurship community in this area as a whole, broader than just Gore, is the people who have been successful, the people who have gone through it a couple of times, 
their willingness to turn back and help the next person, their willingness to sit down with a coffee or help somebody kind of make the steps or learn from their mistakes is, is tremendous. This whole community around here is so open to just helping others. People just have to ask. Yeah. Um, and so that, that, I don't know if that's normal in other areas. I know it's pretty amazing here. Yeah. Um, and so, so our mentor group, like if we had the time, I would roll through some <laughs> unbelievable experiences yeah. that each one of them bring to the table. And you should have seen our company the night I introduced them. Because you just watch their eyeballs light up around these are the experiences they're going to be working on my company for the next 12 weeks. And you can just see their minds turning around. Wow, I can't believe that person's going to be in that person in their experience. And that's all going to feed into making me better. And that's exactly what's happened. Um, so, yes, it's been great. Now, that being said, I, I, if we want to expand, I don't know what expansion looks like yet. Yeah. If we want to have a bigger impact in some way, let's call it that, we will continue to need people who have these experiences. Not just in outdoor recreation specifically. That's very helpful, right? If you if you've built a business that kind of ties in with this space, all the more helpful. But people who have functional expertise, people who are really strong marketers, people who are really strong finance people, and can think about pro forma work or whatever the case is. Yeah, we need those experts to come in, even if they don't know outdoor rec per se, because they'll provide that extra experience. Um, and so we need speakers that will come and be a part of our core. We need off off-season speakers too, because we're going to keep giving programming to the a la carte version to all of our entrepreneurs. Um, we need mentors um, and people that say, yes, I want to help. And the dedication of time is not bad. It's 12 weeks, hour and a half a week, right? Maybe a couple of texts on the side, right? We're not asking the mentors to do any work per se. Just come and give your feedback and your thoughts and help hold the company accountable that they have someone to work through this with. Um, and so, so yeah, the, the call to action for our community out here <laughs> is to keep coming. Right. And to keep coming to our events, but also sign up if you have an expertise and want to be involved in this. Cause that's, I've had multiple people come to me and say, Heck, how can I get involved in GORP? And my first question is always, well, What do you know? What's your superpower? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And how can you provide that in? Cause we need your superpower. Sure. I love that. And, and you know, that's the one thing that I've said over and over again. If there's been one refrain that people hear a lot from me on this podcast is that people are so giving in mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas. No question. It's not unusual to have people kind of really bend over backwards to help you out if they can. And I've experienced that from day one and from the moment and and then from day one of when I started this podcast. And I've been here for seven plus almost going on eight years. And I'm always amazed at how generous people are with their time and their talent. And it's just something I think people that, that aren't from here, it's quite refreshing. And it's not to say that we're the only place in the world that's doing this, but we do it at a high level and we do it really well. I used to think when I first moved here that it was because I was in the South, right? My entire rest of my life has been up North right. and, and you don't find the same kind of kindness everywhere that I've lived that no, you find well, you down here. You lived in New England and I lived in New England. You understand. So I know that. <laughs> That's yes. right. right. Um, so, but, but, but it's just different, right? But that being said, there's so many transplants in this area. It can't just be because we're in the South. There's a whole bunch of people like you and I that aren't from here or right. didn't grow up here or whatever the case is that now all of a sudden um, they still feedback in that community. They still give back. They're still willing to make those answers. And yet they're not traditionally from the South. So yeah. it, it does have a, this pocket in particular, I think there's something special here in a variety of different ways, obviously. But in that particularly, you find that everywhere you go in Northwest Arkansas. 
when in Rome, I think you almost feel bad. Like I always oh. feel bad when I'm not helping somebody out because people are always constantly asking, what do I need? How can I help you? Uh, how can I promote what you're doing with the podcast and everything else? Cause what you're doing really matters. It's like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I turn on the same mindset and ask people, how can I help them? What can I do? So yeah, it feeds itself. No doubt. Yeah, it really does. So, so tell me, um, and I, and I heard you mention this, talk about this in another discussion that, that this, this program, the greenhouse outdoor recreation, program it's it's actually bigger than just outdoor recreation that there's going to be other facets mm. to this program and i'd love for you you don't have to unpack the whole thing but what what is the thinking behind this that there are other verticals that people will be able to enter in in the future where they'll be able to come to somebody like you or you and you'll direct them through a program very similar to uh for them to start a business in a different vertical outside of the outdoor space yeah so so the university decided they wanted to be, um, they wanted to provide more um, connections into the community, right? Um, and so uh, a little while ago, they they took in some funding and they started what's called the collaborative. The collaborative is the space; um, it's the university's location, um, for lack of a better term. They can't call it a campus, but it's a location um, located in Bentonville. And that collaborative, run by a guy named Toby, Toby Teeter, is starting to make some massive headways in what's going on in our community and how can the university help, right? Oftentimes the university has been kind of in, right? Just kind of in their own world. And this is the space there. Forgive me for anybody that hears me say that and the thing right. is negative, but, but that's what the focus has been. It's research is what we're doing here. Right. Um, but now well, that's every academic institution feels almost. like it, but yeah. I don't want to generalize. Right. right. But, sure, but, sure. but so, so, so now we're sitting here saying the university is saying we want to be, and we want to help and we want to be part of. And so we've created this collaborative space. Part of the collaborative space was the greenhouse. Right, and so I'll separate for a second the greenhouse and GORP. Right, greenhouse outdoor recreation program is focused on um, outdoor rec, and it will be, and it'll continue to be. And as we continue to grow that, it'll be how do we drive and support more entrepreneurs to create innovative products and solutions uh, and services within outdoor recreation. We know that, right? But the greenhouse as a whole was meant as a location. It was meant as an umbrella location for multiple incubators. The first one that got funded was GORP. Right, right. so outdoor rec is where we start. But that building, that location in the collaborative right now can definitely house more. And we have the skill sets and capabilities. And we know there are other industries that this area would like to dig into further and skill sets that we have here at the university that we'd like to build. One that just got announced uh, that came out today, actually, is called the, well, am I going to get the term right? I think it's the Arkansas Biodesign Initiative. Okay. Right? Um, that one, right, will be focused on using uh, the Stanford Biodesign model. Um, and and you'll see. Um, that that will that is in essence a different version of an incubator like model to help at the early stage of medical device, right? Or you know, health solutions as a whole. However, that plays out, right? Um, that was always has been in the plan. If you go back, you know, when they first said we're going to do a greenhouse, it was we're going to do one. We're going to do three different verticals: outdoor recreation, biodesign, and the third one's going to be software of some version. Now that's the most ambiguous still, but we see these as verticals that we know we want to invest in as a community. Here, we know we want to build all that hub of activity um, and maybe that cluster uh, around an industry. And so we see ourselves as being able to support at the early stage of incubating in those industries. And who knows, maybe there's more, but at least we'll start with those three. Well, I'm glad you mentioned biodesign because, you know, you know, it, it, Amazon's hard at keeping a secret, but Mm -hmm. they want to get into healthcare so badly. And that's, it's interesting that you say that because that is another area or vertical that's going to only grow in the future. Um, And so I think it's important that we're at the forefront of that 
and can create opportunities, incubate businesses that can come up because who knows, you could have the next big medical device program or business that comes right out of Northwest Arkansas. And who knows, because maybe they can team up with the connections and the size of a, of a Walmart and just scale astronomically fast. So yeah, the, the, and I can't speak to healthcare nearly as well as I can speak to direct, but, fine. <clears throat> um, but just seeing, sitting back and watching what's happening in healthcare, whole health Institute, even the examples that are coming out of the university that aren't part of this particular biodesign piece yet, but have been for years creation of taking research, taking that thought and being able to build it into commercializable product. That's been happening for a while. And if you start to put all those pieces together, including what Walmart's investment is going to be in health as well. Yes, you could absolutely see that industry and that vertical having a significant impact on our area um, as those all those pieces kind of come together. Um, uh, and, and again, can the university be that support at the early stage of, okay, well, how do you find the right problem, define the correct problem, and then put the team together to find the right solution? Yeah. Well, again, it's for anybody listening to this that's not from here, you, you need to understand. Well, first of all, you need to come here. Mm. But secondly, you need to understand that We've got kind of a, when I think of it, it's kind of a mixture of a little bit of everything. We've got a, a, a great academic institution. We have we have great human resources here, mm-hmm. right? These kids that are coming out of the U of A are as smart as can be. And so you actually have an instant group of people that you can bring into your organization. If you decide to come here and start a business, you have that built in. You have the connections with, as I like to say, the big three, Tyson, Walmart, J.B. Hunt, um, some of the best uh, supply chain minds in the world. And Lord knows the pandemic showed us that our supply chains aren't as strong as we thought they were. And we've had to iterate and come up with new ways to deliver the products and goods that we create for the world. And so I think this is this you couldn't be in a better place. Northwest Arkansas is just, if I can use that word, a good incubator, period. As a whole. No doubt. As a whole. No doubt. So, I mean, so you. Well, and I was going to say, and we're getting better. Yeah. Right. So um, my program, GORP, was funded from a grant. That grant didn't just fund this incubator. It funded a couple of programs at the university level, too, because you talked about talent. We need to keep pumping more and more talent out of the university that can help support these new companies, that can help support the the entrepreneurs that are coming here to build for the first time or the companies that decided this is the place I want my headquarters to be, but I need to make sure I can not only get the research out of the university, but I can get the talent out of there as well. And so there's a new master's of science and product innovation that's being designed right now. That master's program will be um, a way to create more talented individuals to kind of create and take research or take ideas all the way through to commercialization and all the steps that need to get there. That skill set will continue to be super important for this area as more of these businesses form, more of these industries get off the ground and we keep focusing on, you'll be pull, keep pulling talent out of the university to be able to do that, which makes our entire region stronger. Yeah, it's exciting. It really is. I mean, we are we are kind of at, this is a big inflection point, 2022. We're coming out of this pandemic. We are about 450,000 people, give or take, and we're we're slated to be almost a million by four, uh, 2045. Crazy. So it is crazy. And so, I mean, we could go on and on. And Phil, I want to be respectful of your time. I want to thank you so much for, for taking the time to come and just give us a little insight into the Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program, GORP, as we'll call it. And uh, I certainly want to encourage anyone that's interested to learn more about this program. What's the best way for them to connect with you and to connect with the program? Sure. Um, so the best start is our website, right? It's GORP, G-O-R-P dot U-R-K, U-A-R-K dot E-D-U. 
right? And that website is the the feeder into, you know, and there's a couple ways you can, you can fill that in, right? One you can say is, I'm just interested in the community. I want to hear what's going on. You can get on our email list. That's easy. But if you would consider yourself at that stage of an entrepreneur, you can fill out a little more details for us. It says, hey, I've got an idea. I'm at about this stage. You don't even have to tell us what the idea is yet. But just raise the flag a little bit, raise the hand a little bit, says, hey, I'm interested in talking further. That will trigger us to set up some time with you. Um, and then the conversation starts. Yeah. And, and you can use this as much or as little as you want after that piece, but we're here to help all the way through um, in hopefully a meaningful way. Okay. All right. I mean, people can reach out to me directly too. I don't mind. It's S at UARC at edu. And so people can reach out to me directly, but you'll find that on that website as well. Um, and uh, and we, we, we want to have the conversation. We just want to see where you're at and how we can help. Absolutely. And we'll make sure everybody gets this information in the show notes so they can, you know, connect with you guys, learn more about this program. I encourage you guys to reach out to Phil. If this is something, if this really scratches where you itch and you're like, wow, this is exciting or I've had this business idea and I never thought I could bring it to to pass that this is the opportunity for you to start, you know, get out that pen and paper, start writing down your ideas and goals and dreams and, you know, think about how you could be the next innovator in the outdoor recreation space and come up with a great idea. It's probably already here. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, Phil, thank you so much for enjoying, uh, for, for joining us today and just for sharing your knowledge. I mean, you see, you're a CPG expert. You are an entrepreneur, then an entrepreneur. Now you're running the GORP program at the U of A and, and doing some amazing things up in Bentonville. So we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule mm-hmm. to come sit down with us and speak to the I am Northwest Arkansas community. So we appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I am Northwest Arkansas. I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, Phil is doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas, and you definitely need to check those guys out. Go to the uh, show notes to connect with Phil, to uh, go to their website. Definitely, just like he said, sign up for their newsletter, if nothing else, just to stay abreast of everything that, that the GORP program is doing. There, there is There are a lot of ways that you can be involved here in Northwest Arkansas. So please, please, please do not sit on the sidelines get involved. And for those of you that are listening to this, that are another part of the country, what are you waiting for? You need to be here already. So I'll see you. I will leave the light on for you. And you know, you can always reach me. I'm always Randy at I am Northwest Arkansas.com. Reach out to me anytime. Connect with us on our website at I am Northwest Arkansas. And remember, our show comes out weekly on Monday, rain or shine. I will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.